Welcome to Split, the After Ever After podcast co-hosted by family law mediator Jennifer Sanders and certified divorce coach Ashley Wood. This podcast features other divorce professionals, Q&A, tips, and updated info on all things separation, divorce, conflict resolution, and co-parenting. Whether you're newly separated or divorced, listen now for tips and advice on how to build a foundation for a more peaceful future. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Split, the After Ever After podcast. You are listening in with myself, Ashley Wood, a certified divorce coach, and my co-host, Jennifer Sanders, an accredited family law mediator. And I'm about to laugh because I bungled... (laughs) The first time I said that, but we're just going to say going. accredited, accredited family law mediator. It's a, it's a hustle. Yes. Hello. Hello. Happy hello. to be back. I know me too. Me too. So, um, before we talk about who we have on the show today, I want to yeah. pick your brain on this. We haven't talked about this off camera. So, okay. Um, let's talk about it. Okay. I saw something recently, a couple of days ago on Instagram. So, I mean, consider the source, first of all, yeah. <laughs> I did not do a deep dive, did not fact check, but it was, um, shared by another family law attorney that I follow. And, um, it was a post about like Kanye West trying to locate where, uh, Kim is hosting. I don't know what, what's her oh, name, the like birthday, party. birthday whatever her name is. Chicago, yeah. Chicago okay. West. Chicago. Okay. Don't ask me why I know this, okay. but they call her shy. Oh, okay. Shy. Sure. Shy's birthday party. And then later in the day, um, I saw the same attorney like had post shared again. So I'm like, oh, okay, what's the update? And it's like, uh, what's, I think it's the other sister's ex. He's so yeah, sketchy. Told him about it. Traffic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Gave him the, the location and it, and then, you know, the attorney's question was like, what are your thoughts on this? Should he be, you know, should he have been given the invite or the information? And all I could think was like, these poor kids. Oh, yeah. And how yeah, yeah, yeah. the focus has shifted from this kid's Ugh. birthday party to the drama and chaos of what's going on between the parents. And like, right. if the if it's so dramatic outside of this, how tense would it be if he did get the invite? Like, That's the that point, like? right? I know. Like we always do. I always bring up birthday parties as one of our holidays and special occasions and a lot of times people especially if they're newly separate they're like we'll do it together we'll try to do it together but like practically how is like maybe your first year separated but like how is that really going to work yeah you're right and like the awkwardness right and if new partners come on the scene like is that really going to work out even in-laws it's yeah it's it's awkward right even if it's not terrible even if it's not dumpster fire level (laughs) It's at best, it's going to probably be awkward unless you have that like 2% super duper amicable, like we're nesting for life type of situation. Yeah. It's going to be weird. And even it is weird. Kids feel that. And you feel like, don't you want it to be enjoyable as well for yourself? Like, exactly. I don't, I don't wouldn't want to show up to my ex's like the birthday party he's hosting and feel weird and kind of like these people don't really want me here. And everyone feels weird. Like the the guests don't know what to say to you. You don't know what to say to the, yeah, I, yeah, it doesn't make, I, um, my parents were divorced and I remember that often my dad, my dad had a very small family. So often my mom would do a birthday party and then he would do a family birthday party and he would come 
And mm-hmm. I distinctly remember it feeling very awkward. And you're right. There yeah. was no dumpster fire. There was no drama. Yeah. But it was like, he didn't really know my aunts and uncles anymore. So the conversation was always weird. And I, mm. it was just like, oh, my dad's here. He was never in my house just that one time. Right. So it was, yeah, it wasn't enjoyable. Super weird. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, so what happened? Did Kanye go? Do we know what happened? I, I don't. Okay. So I'm sorry to you and to listeners. I do not have the follow-up to this, <laughs> okay. but I was like, what, what did Pete Davidson and Kanye like have yes. a showdown at this party? Oh what God. happened? What? Well, there's a lot of content I've thought about reposting because it, it is shaping up to be a real S show. I, I say S show to my kids. That's instead oh. of <laughs> we have a swear jar here okay so we all know what that means um because now he's like his new girlfriend's posting pictures of them and he's posting pictures right like it's and he dissed pete davidson and said he was gonna beat the crap out of him or something right like oh my god yeah so it kanye has no filter so usually things that just are not said out loud you know the publicist curates everything I think it's all coming out so there's no publicist there or yeah they do not have hold of those reins that <laughs> that horse that ship has sailed he gone just, yeah yeah so I think there might be a lot of content uh yeah coming up from that one I would yeah. I would imagine those two would have pretty solid prenups uh, I mean, they both were millionaires, right? Maybe billionaire, millionaire. I, I don't know. Who knows? I feel like I don't know. She's like alum. I feel like they're like Illuminati level celebrities. It's yeah. just yeah, crazy, crazy. Yeah. Um, so talking about dads. Yeah. <laughs> we have a very not Kanye West like dad. Yes, no, no don't compare him to Kanye West. No. <laughs> Sorry for the shade, Kanye, but it is what it is. I don't um, think he'll we, listen to this podcast. Well, yeah, maybe he's gonna be looking up content for yeah. divorce. So like <laughs> watch us get a scathing email from Kanye. <laughs> he's tweeting about us. Oh, I love it. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So anyways, we have uh, Rob Roseman on the show today. He, there's so much I can say about him. He was on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, um, but he was a former Las Vegas poker pro, um, now divorced dad to three kids. And uh, he's got two podcasts. So one is Dad the Best I Can, but the one that we're actually talking about today is WTF Divorce. So it's a podcast, it's a website. He's on Instagram, he's on TikTok. Yeah. And it's essentially a hub for all things divorce leading up to during the process and trying to create the new normal so mm-hmm. um, we talked you know we, we want to talk to him about that but then also just pick his brain as a dad because we have a lot of women on the show you know we have a lot of female listeners um but uh yeah we wanted to get dad's perspective on things yeah I think it was a great interview we covered a lot of things Yep. So enjoy this episode with Rob Roseman. All right. Well, welcome back to another episode of Split the After Ever After podcast. Joining Jennifer and I today is Rob Roseman. Rob, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Ashley and Jennifer. I'm I'm excited to be here. 
Yeah, we're pumped to have you. There's so many things to talk about. You have, I was telling Jen before we started recording, just like the most interesting background. You were on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? I, you never, I don't know, we've never talked about this before. I I let people find that out on their own because it's like a notorious moment that can only be, you wouldn't believe it unless you saw it. So you can YouTube it later. I, yes, Ah. I watched the clip. (laughs) I did. I was like, I have to see this. (laughs) <laughs> yes, yes. Defined my early life. I was 22 years old and it kind of like set the trail for the rest of my life after that. Me and Regis and the rest is history. So oh, cool. wow. Um, yeah. And then just, you know, some other background, a former Las Vegas poker pro. Um, we're not going to talk about this too much today, but I do want to mention as well, like you have a book, um, Dad, the best I can. And you have another podcast outside of what we're going to talk about today, which is uh, What the Fuck Divorce. WTF Divorce, which is a website, a podcast, and uh, also social account on Instagram. And did you start TikTok yet? Or I dip my toe in. I'm, my <laughs> head is exploding with all the content, but I do. It's incredible. And I'm now following you. So thank you. Okay, cool, cool. So can you give our listeners a little bit of like your, you know, your personal story as a father, as a co-parent, and what prompted you to now build WTF Divorce and all its platforms? And tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, as you mentioned before, in my former life, when I was cool and single, I was a (laughs) Las Vegas poker pro. I was in Chicago before that trading and I once I got married I got married in Vegas not the typical Vegas married story but um, (laughs) we ended up having three kids and when my wife at the time got a big career opportunity in Atlanta where we are now we moved with our three young kids like seven five and two and two years later we were divorced imagine that (laughs) so my life quickly changed to, I was always a pretty involved parent, especially having a flexible schedule. But after my divorce, I realized like the stakes went up very quickly because instead of playing two on three, it was now one on three. And (laughs) I realized I had no idea what I was doing or I thought I did. And I also realized nobody could really relate to what I was doing. So Plus, on top of that, it was like 2020, this pandemic started. So my head was just completely spinning. Um, I had a good amicable amicable divorce with my ex. So that was good. I mean, there's always bumps in the road. But again, you're kind of just on an island. You're on your own. And as guys, I'm always think that we're a little behind uh, women in terms of like keeping our shit together, running the schedule, the kids. So I was like a chicken with my head cut off. And fortunately, I found I had gotten into Instagram a little for my uh, dad podcast and stumbled into a lot of like divorce content and and dating content, which I learned is, I think, for men, the first like foray into this kind of self-improvement post-divorce life, because the first thing we do is like Google how to date and what app to get on. (laughs) And um I'm glad you said it and not me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not Googling how to co-parent. I'm like, I got a day off. Of course not. Yeah. I need to find, like, what am I going to do with my time? I'm lonely. I need to find a date. Which app? Can you really uh, meet somebody on Tinder or? (laughs) Yeah, of course. I've tried them all. That's a whole other podcast. But um, what I found is there's incredible resources out there. And I ended up on Clubhouse and met Mm -hmm. uh, the Divorced Over 40 group 
got involved with them. And I was getting like daily therapy from learning about other people going through it. And the divorce people I, were, I was talking to, especially the men, were completely clueless. And we all assume that people are on TikTok and Instagram and social, but the reality is nine out of 10 people never even heard of a lot of these things. Or they, if they do, they just use it to watch, you know, cat videos and stuff. Yeah. So as I was learning and I was really like benefiting from it, I just kept thinking like, what a shame it was that a lot of men, especially and women just were like completely isolated, completely overwhelmed, didn't know how to start. And I just having a background in podcasts and always wanting to like be a helper, a pleaser, which I've worked on post-marriage. I thought what a cool thing it would be to kind of uh, help other people access this content and maybe aggregate it where it's all in one Instagram or, or develop our websites about to go live now too, WTFdivorce.com, where if I came on there and I wanted to learn about dating, there's six dating coaches talking about how to make your profile. There's uh, you know, people like you guys, especially talking about parenting, like what to do when this happens. So it's really been like a make your mess, your message kind of thing, where I think there's just so many people that are really overwhelmed and don't know where to start. And if I can help one person by introducing them to people like you guys, then it makes me feel good. And like, it, it just comes back and it helps everybody. Right. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's, I mean, I'm all about it. I think it's an amazing resource and the podcast is really cool too, because um, it's very different from your traditional podcast in that it's just little clips, like little nuggets of another podcast episode or, or whatever else. I know you've got a couple of ours on there too, and it's great. It's digestible. It's enough. Cause sometimes this stuff is really heavy. And if you are a, you know, a parent, you don't necessarily have a lot of time. It's, even if you're going through the divorce process, you got a meeting with your attorney, whatever else is going on. So it's just these little clips um, that are, are, yeah, just easy to digest. And then, you know, you, you've got links to everybody. So if you had a conversation with me, a link to me or whoever else you were talking to. So it is, it's such a cool hub. I love the way that you've done it. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, you guys are doing the work. You're making all this awesome content. If I could just make it a little more accessible for people, because I know you, you there's, you're over, there's so much great content that it's like, somebody's like, oh, you have to listen to this. And it's an hour podcast about your toxic ex or how to do this. You put it in your queue and you never listen to it. So yeah. I think giving people like small wins, just feeling of like, oh, I learned something really quick is build that momentum, which I think especially divorced people that are really overwhelmed could use just like one quick hit a day, kind of like what you're doing on Instagram with your reels and stuff. I think they're great because in 30 seconds, I learn like how to text my ex in a healthier way that right. I can apply that day instead of listening to a 90 minute podcast that I forget what I learned anyways. <laughs> yeah, totally. So I, I just want to jump back to um, dating after divorce, because you said something that I thought was interesting. And Jen and I were talking about this off camera before. Um, so just to a little bit of backstory, we did uh, an episode with Lynette Trier, who's an author. Um, she wrote a book called Learning, Learning How to Leave. 
And she did a lot of research, um, uh, including, you know, men and women and following them through the process, seeing what were common concerns and what, you know, help people thrive through and beyond the process. And she said that, you know, I don't, I'm, this is generalizing here, but typically she saw a lot of men um, who were very quick to reenter the dating world um, and, and we're doing that because they were really lacking in terms of their emotional support system. So it wasn't just necessarily for sex or just like a hookup or trying to get back in, you know, back in the game. Like they were kind of treating their new partner as their therapist, their go-to, their sounding board. And obviously there can be a lot of problems you know, if you're, if you're doing that both in strain on your relationship, and you also might be getting some biased opinion on the other side, but do you like, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that's accurate? Do you think it's something else? Like, what was your experience? What have you seen? And, you know, with your, your dude friends? Yeah. And I mean, it's such, you made so many good points there. And I'm curious also how women view it, because I only know it from the lens of a guy, Mm -hmm. but I threw myself I was like, okay, what do I do now? I really didn't have divorce friends. So my married friends are busy or they just want the highlight reel of like, oh, let me see who you swiped and hooked up with. But like you said, that connection, we quickly, re- even if you're not in a good relationship, you just have that kind of you know, relationship where there's somebody there that'll listen to you that, you know, we've all, we, I think we looked at that, what was it? The Man Park video that SNL did yes. where like, the guys are just oh, like, yeah. who do I talk to? Who do I tell about my day? So I think we, for a lot of reasons, we quickly do go to dating because I think we need like an ego validation that somebody still wants us or finds us hot and attractive. Mm-hmm. And there is like the, we want to hook up component. But I think bigger than all of that is finding connection. And we don't really know where else to look for it because we're not as good at making friends or our friends are married. I think women have a better, you know, foundational relationships where they can talk more vulnerably, vulnerably about these things. So I think I was definitely guilty of throwing myself into the dating pool and what the good that came out of it. I mean, it's very frustrating, the process you're like, I mean, I had all the apps and if you saw my phone, it was like, uh, you know, Jennifer match and this one hinge. I don't even know who these people are, <laughs> but, uh, what you, you do start to develop, uh, friendships in some ways with these women. So that was helpful. Um, but yeah, I just, I think men really struggle with that because they're just the rug gets pulled out from under them. And they realize they don't have the connections that they thought they did. Um, So we throw ourselves into dating, which like you've said before, don't use your date as your therapist. And I think a lot of guys struggle with that, but I I just don't think we know where to turn. Mm -hmm. Like, I think the fact that I'm, we're in our forties or fifties. So we know how to date or how to have relationships. You flip that switch and say you're divorced. You're on an Island now. I think a lot of men panic. And I think a lot of, guys especially are very quick to get into relationships that maybe they shouldn't be in. And I think Mm -hmm. that's where the trouble lies. I think dating is fine to do when you're working on yourself, have fun, make connections. But what I learned and I finally got good at is don't get back into that relationship with somebody that's not the right fit just because you need somebody. And I think that's where a lot of guys I've heard divorce the second time around is even, you know, more frequent. So I think that's one lesson I've tried to really absorb and 
impart on other guys date have fun you know like but I, I, there's a book called no more mr nice guy and the author writes in it one of the most important skills in life is it's okay to be a bad picker but you have to become a good ender and mm -hmm. i think a lot <laughs> yeah. of guys and women are terrible about ending things we were in yeah. relationships for 10 years so i think dating is a good way of meeting people finding out what you like and what you don't but you have to have the discipline to get out of these things even though you're going back to your apartment and you're going to feel lonely and you don't like those feelings so we you know the cycle continues so mm -hmm. yeah i think uh i'm curious how women deal with it but i think men really struggle with connection and use dating to fill that void The divorce journey can bring with it an emotional roller coaster of challenges. Whether you are navigating co parenting, a high conflict ex, dating after divorce, or more in this new chapter, it's totally normal to feel overwhelmed and at times really lonely. That's why I'm excited to tell you all about Circles. Circles is an emotional support platform that connects you with a small group of others who are going through divorce in a safe online space. Guided by mental health professionals, Circles meet weekly in group video meetings and provide support in a 24-7 group chat. And guys, at $79 a month, that's less than the cost of a single therapy session. You don't have to go through this alone. Support is available. Head to circlesup.com and use promo code SPLIT2022 to get the first month free and join your circle today. Do you think, and again, yes, of course, a generalization, we're just sort of thinking of what, you know, sometimes my, I have some clients saying, do you think men feel more that it's an ego thing that they need to be with someone else because they're gonna, they look like a loser if they're single? Like, I feel like there's more women, I think, I don't know, actually, we're, we're all generalizing yeah. here, but maybe it's more like about, yeah, we want the emotional connection or something, but I'm not sure that women are like, oh, people are going to see I'm single and it's gonna look bad or I'm gonna look like a loser or something. But I feel like maybe men more so feel that. Well, it's interesting because, and again, I can't tell, is it the pandemic or what? But yeah. nobody's really even seeing us. So it's not like I'm at True. the school dance. Yeah. Right. So for me, I think there's, there's ego validation that somebody still finds me attractive and wants to be with me. Right. So a yeah. lot of it's just like a hit. There's the, I long for connection. I want to have a conversation with somebody that gets it. Uh, I think one piece for me that I quickly learned is my ex was dating somebody relatively quickly. And while I wasn't jealous of like him and her, I was fine. It's like better when they're in a good relationship. Mm -hmm. I really found myself like feeling like competitive because I wanted right. to have somebody too. Like, these right. are just going to dinner and having a normal life. I'm on the app swiping, losing my mind. So, oh, it'd be nice if I could have somebody too, just to have that kind of stability. So there's all these factors in play. And yeah, I don't know that women, women seem to just be able to sit in it a little better. And I think guys were just like, I'm uncomfortable. I got to find a date. You know, that's what right. I was doing for a while. I've, um, and I just don't think guys have the skill set really to deal with it after divorce. Mm, right. And then I see if we can pivot a little bit. I'm interested in your take too. Like I see a lot of situations where 
um, the, the roles were shared somewhat in the marriage, not for parenting, but maybe, you know, the, the man was working more, doing the sort of physical labor around the house, that sort of thing, but not as much parenting. Then all of a sudden, like you said, that switch flips and now it's pretty much 50-50 shared parenting and they are like a deer in headlights. And I think that, I think you touched on this, that I think it is a lot of that, um, the multitasking, the organizing, the understanding, like now you got to make school lunches and get kids to appointments and all these things, which, and I, what I see is that a lot of times, and again, when we're in um, traditional roles, the woman is sort of, you know, critical and like, see, he's not helping. He doesn't know how to do it, but just hasn't ever had that opportunity before or wasn't expected to before. Mm -hmm. Like, do you see, do you have any sort of advice or tips of like how someone could be a help to someone in that situation or what kind of resources that dad could be using? Cause it is a really tough spot. They want to do it. They want to do well. Right. And I imagine a lot of your listeners are women and a lot of seems like a lot of people that consume this content are women and wish I wish my ex would listen to, you know, the split podcast or would follow you guys because this would be easier. Um, And going back to one thing, one other thing about dating that I just thought of when you said that another reason guys quickly get into relationships is because and I'm in a relationship now, it's a lot easier when there's a woman to braid my daughter's hair like oh so I'll let me get in here because I need somebody to help write the ship so that's one piece but in terms of advice I do think and I remember in the beginning like my daughter had like an ear infection and my ex was out of town and I like was up all night and you know you're just you're not thinking clearly then and I like just almost I had a breakdown I was like calling her I was like I don't know what to do why are you not calling me why are you not helping out with this and she's like, I didn't know, or I'm on a trip with my friends. Like you can mm-hmm. figure it out. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, but when it comes to things like this, I need your support here. I don't care if what our situation is, but so I think on some level, there should be a little bit of grace, no matter what the relationship is, yeah. where you can humor your ex and support them. We all want a little bit of validation. I know that's kind of hard. Like, well, that's not my job anymore to say, you know, good job, Rob. You, you really got them all to school today. <laughs> it does feel good. So it's like, sometimes I'm like, you know, this would be better for you if you just like copy pasted a little uh, text to, to, to make us feel a little better. But I think there is something to be said for let us figure it out. And I yeah. Think that, okay. That's a, Fair. that's a thing in marriage too. Like, yeah. don't be overly involved and like did you do this did you like even a FaceTime all the time I'm like just it's eight o'clock I've got them in bed please I know you want to talk to them but like they're gonna start wanting mommy and they're gonna and that's the thing too like moms always win let's be honest I always want mommy my kid falls down it goes right to mommy right that's a hard thing for a dad I know it's not personal yeah but I'm like mommy's not here I I don't know what to do here like Mm -hmm. So I think there's a balance between letting guys just have some space to figure it out because let's be honest, we do figure it out and not depend on mom, you know, interjecting so much, but also, you know, on certain, some important things have some ways you can support a dad and ways you can give a little bit of validation, even if it makes you cringe and you don't think you need to. I just think it works better for the situation because 
we know end of the day, this is all about the kids and making sure, you know, they have a great life. And it, it annoys me because like the whole cliche that advice people get, most of them not divorced is, oh, don't fight in front of the kids or just don't badmouth them. I'm like, well, well, no shit. I'm not, I know a lot of people miss that, but I'm like, that's, that's great. That's kindergarten. Like yeah. there's so many yeah. other things that happen that uh, we just don't understand. So that's why I think, I mean, the fact that Ashley put out all this content, I've never even heard of any of this before. I, I wonder what the hell people were doing five years ago before Instagram and podcasts. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're probably not reading a book. They're probably not like going to a therapist to talk about it. So yeah, I think, uh, sharing resources like this is helpful, but also like, you know, trying to be there for your ex and on a different level can, can be helpful for you too. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, the kids first is really, I think what you have to come back to, right. Because depending on what the marriage was, I know a lot of situations, you know, maybe, and obviously faults on both sides, but if it was a situation where, the husband wasn't helping out a lot. And maybe the wife, that was one of the reasons why the marriage broke up. Maybe there's resentment and all of this. There's almost an underlying, she kind of wants him to fail a bit oh, to yeah. be able to say like, see, you can't do it. It's not that uh, easy, okay. is it? Right? <laughs> yeah, because um, she wants the validation too. Yes, like, yeah, yeah, I want to be validated and how, how, you know, fucking hard this has yeah. been for me yeah. for the past 10, 15 years. And then if there was infidelity, it can quickly turn into, mm. well, you chose her or whoever yeah. else you wanted mm. that life. So now figure it out on your, on your own. And it, it does, I think it really takes either like a solid friend or support system or a therapist or a coach or the setting of mediation, like some kind of professional support to help you separate what went on in your marriage and where you are right now and where you want to be moving forward and what's most important because it's I mean it's easy for us to all say this right now but I'm sure we've all even the three of us experienced those moments where Mm -hmm. it's hard to be child focused when you're so angry or exhausted or whatever other like negative emotion Mm -hmm. in in the moment yeah because it's humbling to see if they are doing a good job right and and but yeah you got like I know myself yeah I'm always just like kids first kids first right I want him to do a great job so that my kids succeed and my kids are happy and they have great visits and right yeah Yeah, yeah. there's so much to that it's funny I like uh posted a video on Instagram around the holidays where I was quickly ragtag figuring out Hanukkah and gifts and oh, yeah. I like wrapped a gift. It was like with duct tape and like, and I took a picture of it. I was like, do you, do moms out there wonder what the hell is going on at dad's house when oh, the kids are there? <laughs> because it's not going smoothly. Let me just tell you. Yeah. Uh, so you have to laugh about it, but yeah, there's so much nuance to it. And actually what you said, I can't even imagine if you have that, like really the sting of infidelity and those mm. things that like, you're always understandably holding on to and saying, well, you didn't want to be with me. You chose this person. Yeah. yeah. And it's got to be so hard to be like, okay, that's in the past. And here's our current situation. And why I think it's so important for people can't, this is so hard to do on your own. And it's hard to find a friend who gets it and isn't just gonna like say whatever you said is right. So I think or start about- bashing your ex on your yeah, behalf. Yeah, right. Which yeah. feels good for a minute, but you're like, okay, I don't want to hear that. That's not helping me. Yeah. So I think a professional in this case, like what you guys do is so valuable because it gives you like the validation, but it also gives you a strategy and, and 
Yeah, I think what's also hard, and I imagine, I mean, a lot of the women, what percentage do you deal with are actually men versus women are your clients? It's, it's creeping up now. It's creeping really? up. Really? Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, right now, it's uh, uh, actually a 60-40 split. Oh, that's oh, so yeah, refreshing. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So I don't know if it's because you've been sharing more of my uh, content. <laughs> there life, you go. But yeah, I've got, I think I've, I've broken into the men's inner circle yeah that's so cool because they probably need it more in a lot of ways but yeah i was gonna i was curious like like the woman i'm dating now you must hear all the time like they can work on themselves and have these strategies and text well but their ex or the other person is they're not listening to this podcast they're writing back horrible stuff or they're doing it's like i'm trying so hard but the other person mm -hmm. isn't and that's got to be so frustrating when like you're doing the work, you're doing everything right, but somebody's just still resisting it. And that must feel like frustrating that like, okay, what do I do? I'm trying my hardest, but they're not cooperating. Yeah, and I think um, a lack of boundaries, really, that's what kind of uh, creates a lot of that conflict because there will be good intentions. So one parent, the parent who is the holder of all the information and all the family secrets and all the intel, and they'll try to share that with their co-parent with good intention. And then next thing you know, because they don't have boundaries about the way that they communicate and what they've agreed to discuss and not discuss, five minutes in, they're talking about what happened three years ago, you know, why they're an asshole. Just mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. it totally goes off the rails. Like it's really easy for that to happen if you don't have effective communication strategies, a sounding board. Um, and that's why I'm I mean we're huge advocates, obviously Jen, you especially of mediation, but even just like the process that you use for divorce can really help set you up and give you some good tools um, and just even a safe space to have these conversations about like okay, what's our parenting plan and what does the actual day-to-day -day look like? And, and that's a good opportunity where you can share some of that information in a non-judgmental, like you know, kind of criticizing, critical way. Mm -hmm. Like not, you don't know anything because you were never around. So I need, this is how you need to do it. It's, hey, this might be helpful for you mm -hmm. to know. Mm -hmm. This might work. And also being able to understand that like, it's great if you share that information, but if the other parent doesn't do it exactly that way, it doesn't mean that they haven't learned anything. And it also doesn't mean that then their way is, is terrible or garbage. Right. You know, right. Mm -hmm. There's, there's no perfect way to parent. <laughs> there's yeah. different ways. Yep. For sure. Totally. It's funny. I'm watching this go on. So my, uh, girlfriend divorce went through after being extended for a while mm -hmm. and that, and she's, you're obviously excited initially, but then as we know, a lot of the real work starts. So she's nervous because it's like, how is he going to respond to this parenting plan that I know I can abide by? And yeah. I was like, it's going to be a little rocky in the beginning and it's going to be, you know, two steps forward and one step back and three yeah. steps back. And it's like another whole skill set that just because everybody thinks get through the divorce and the seized part and it's like, figure it out. And now that's when a lot of the the work begins but what you were saying before about boundaries and i'd heard about it for years but didn't really know what they were in like real time and mm -hmm. understand that you can only control your boundaries you know how yeah. somebody responds to it it's expected to be poorly and then how do you respond to that so it could be i think like one tip that i've 
learned a lot from my ex is like slow down the cadence, slow it down a little where if somebody's like getting a, somebody texted, I need to respond right away. It's usually not going to go well unless no. it's an emergency. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I've gotten better at. Like, even if I know the answer, let me wait, you know, two hours. Let me just slow it down because yeah. it's almost like chemical. We just like expect this hit back. And then when you don't get it, you're frustrated, but eventually you're like, all right, I'll hear from her later. I'll f- I, I actually, we all figure it out somehow. So mm-hmm. all these little tips that let's be honest, like in such an emotional thing of a divorce and you have these dynamic, I mean, look, I've dated, I've had plenty of girlfriends in my day. I don't talk to them every day. It's crazy. Yeah. It's such a weird thing where like uh, you break up with somebody and a lot of times it's torturous, you know, painful. Somebody did something and now you have to have a relationship. With yes. Them. And that's like such my married friends. They're like, I don't I don't even know how you do it. They don't, I hear that every day. So yeah. I think it's you really need support. You need coaching. You need to find people going through it because you're going to be every day. I mean, I already told Ashley, like I got this uh, kid was home sick from school today or somebody in the class had COVID they're quarantining, which is mm-hmm. like the worst thing you get. Like forget the health thing. I'm just thinking about what my week is about to look like. Oh yeah. And We've all got those bombs. Yeah. Like talking about boundaries. Like, do I run and go help them out? Do I run and save them? And I imagine moms deal with this a lot or do I sit there and say, all right, I'll come in three hours when it's our mm-hmm. time to do it. But if I run now, um, or I'm going to build this precedent and then I end up resenting her or myself because right. I've done this. And like you said, that's a boundary that I didn't hold. That's not like, you know, she's going to ask, you know, I'm going to ask too. And when she says, uh, I've got calls today till four, I might roll my eyes and be like, you know, F this, this is bullshit, but <laughs> I respect it in some ways. And it like builds this precedent. So I think yeah, uh, having boundaries is one thing. Setting them is important. A lot of us don't even know what those are, but then holding them and finding out what that even means and looks like in real time is the biggest like thing that you can learn and practice and fail at and practice and get better at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. How to assert those boundaries without, you know, you don't need to be a jerk doing it in yes. a loving, respectful way. So big, yeah. right. Like the yeah. words that you use, like literally the first three words of your text can dictate the whole thing. So I think you're good at like, you know, with the Biff stuff, mm-hmm. which I never heard of before, like teaching people literally copy and paste it on your phone, put it like, thank you for letting me know, give me a, you know, a couple hours to figure this out, send that instead of what you really want to say. But... Here we go again. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. Rob, we're going to put links to all things you in the show notes, but can you just tell our listeners like the best way to find you on Instagram, um, your website, and then anything new that you have coming up? Cause I just listened to you on uh, Jennifer Hurwitz uh, podcast. And were you talking about some new business where you're working with a designer to help newly divorced dad specifically is that happening wow well that was my my before i even thought of like let's connect people with coaches and stuff my first pain because there's so many pain points when you get divorced my first is like this look at this place you see these pictures this is what dad's (laughs) living like we need help my friend's an interior designer i was like can you tell me like don't tell me go to target tell me like what 
frames to buy, how to hang the pictures. And I was like, there's got to be a huge market of millions of men out there that are moving to the freaking bachelor pad and their yeah. kids are coming. Up. And it was interesting because yeah. she said, I'm, she was a child of divorce. She's like, I dreaded going to my dad's because it was like a dungeon bachelor pad. <laughs> so I said, if I can, would you help kind of create content and help guys? So we're kind of starting to work together where it's just another piece of like, you know, lifestyle change, you know, have all these things to improve. So She's going to be helping out, helping guys like what to buy, what to do, five things to decorate your place for under a hundred bucks kind of thing. So all that's going to be at uh, WTFdivorce.com, whatthefuckdivorce.com. And on there, we're talking, you know, we're just giving helpful content for dating, for divorce, for parenting, for redesigning your place, all these things that, you know, we're all kind of clueless about. And like you said, it's like one hub where you can find it all. So wtfdivorce.com i'm wtfdivorce on instagram and yeah that's where we're doing it and newly on tiktok <laughs> dabbling on tiktok i don't know every yes. time i see you guys on there i'm like i have i'm like content envy i'm like how do they do it what is going on behind the scenes there it's you amazing. have to post but not consume the content <laughs> yes just post and ghost that's what i heard yeah, yeah, you know, get out of there they yeah yeah <laughs> Get pulled in. Sucks so you in, right? Well, thank you again, Rob, for sharing thank all you. of this with our listeners. It was awesome having you on the show, and I know we'll be continuing to collaborate together. Yes, I use you for like there. I'm like this. This person had a question when it was really me, so it's gonna be fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I appreciate what you guys are doing. It's so, so valuable, so helpful. And hopefully we can get more guys listening to it too. Yeah, yes, for sure. Thanks so much, Rob. All right. Bye now. Bye. Bye.